Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. And I have to say that any update that I can give you from where I am right now, which is Seattle, is pretty grim at the moment. All of you on the West Coast already relate to what I'm talking about. There are wildfires everywhere right now. Washington, Oregon, and California are lit up and burning. Washington State, where I am, has already lost more acres than the sprawling city of Seattle, and an entire town in eastern Washington has burned to the ground. And in Seattle, what that means for me is smoke. Outside my window right now, it looks like my house is sitting inside of a puffy cloud. The sky is white. The trees are gray. I can't see nearly as far as I usually can. Everyone I know right now that lives on the West Coast has an air quality index map open on their phone or on their computer. Today, the rating is hazardous, which the emoji they use for hazardous is a face with X's for eyes. So that's hopeful. A friend of mine just texted to say that you know things are feeling a little hopeless when you're just wishing that the level would drop to unhealthy. But of course, to get to unhealthy, that would mean we'd have to get down to very unhealthy first. So it's kind of like the original lockdown in Italy, where people had to stay home and not take any walks past around their block or to the grocery store, except that we aren't even supposed to do that right now. We are to stay inside. We are to not breathe the air outside if there's anything we can do to help it and do whatever we can to keep the smoke out of the house. Now... For us, we've wrapped box fans in heater filtration film, hoping that that will somehow filter the smoke that is definitely getting into the house. And we have changed our furnace from a heating system to a steady ongoing fan, which has helped a lot actually. For those of you who are in the smoke right now, if you have a heating system, there is usually a dial in there that can just turn to fan and it really does help clear the air out. So go do that right now. <laughs> Just put the podcast down and go do that right now. It'll really help you out. I know people who are actually wearing masks inside their homes because the air is so bad. One night, just a couple nights ago, I left a skylight open because our attic was so hot that night and the smoke alarm went off. That's how smoky it is. Uh, then again, Derek said, well, these are new smoke alarms. It could just be that a giant alarm going off is how it lets us know that the battery is dying. But I really hope that that's not true because basically I just leapt out of bed at 530 in the morning <laughs> when this thing went off. And also outside my house right now, it's dead quiet. Everything I'm hearing are cars driving by or planes going overhead or maybe a garbage truck. I don't hear a single bird at all not one. And I usually have a very active bird feeder in my backyard. Nobody's visiting. If you've read about the fires, you've likely read that people are saying that it looks apocalyptic. There's been some amazing pictures out of San Francisco, and it does look apocalyptic. The light is very different. Sometimes it's yellow. Right now it's white. But it also smells apocalyptic. 
It smells like when you forget to open the flue in your fireplace and all of the smoke just comes straight into your living room, except outdoors. And of course, it all feels like another oppressive layer to things. We got coronavirus, we got a nation that's fraught with political and civil unrest. We now have a blanket of smoke sitting on top of all of that, at least out here in the West. It really does make the climate change issue feel urgent when you are sitting in smoke like this. A really big sense of dread that we cannot take the earth all the way down this path. We must do something. And I'm sure everybody on the coast with the tropical storms that have been happening and the hurricanes that have been happening recently feel the same way. The southern coast, of course. But I have to say... Your news from other parts of the world has been very uplifting in recent days. I love hearing from you. Today, in fact, I actually got a letter from our listener, Drek, in Texas in my physical mailbox, which was an absolute thrill. And Drek, so nice to see your beautiful handwriting. I write thank you letters to all of our donors, if I have an address. It's just so fun to get mail. <laughs> I, I've always thought so. I love writing letters. I feel like when you write, you're just channeling a different part of yourself. Like if I write a thank you letter on an email versus a thank you letter on to the page, it just feels completely different. I don't know if I can define it. Maybe one day I'll define that. But to get a letter back was so much fun. So thank you for writing, Drick. And we got big news from our listener, Christy, this week. Christy quit her job in her mid-30s to pursue her dream of getting a PhD in classics. And as a part of that, she got to go to Italy once a year on archeological digs. And she actually was a guest on an episode on the show uh, a ways back now, episode 231 with the title Archeology. span So if you wanna hear what she's been finding in the ancient dirt, go back and listen to that. Also what it's like to work on an archeological site, which was very interesting. But as often as she got to go to Italy, it was always for a short time. But this week, she wrote and told us some news that I want to share with you. She's responding in part to um, a recent bittersweet moment that Tiffany did, number 70, where she was talking about a birthday revelation that she had. And it's a great little mini episode. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to number 70, a birthday revelation. Christy writes... Tiffany, I loved your birthday episode. Thank you for putting into words so nicely something that I think we all sense but rarely describe. And for the reminder to slow down and be present and grateful. I need to do way more of that. It came at a great time. I'm moving to Rome for the year this January. Personal and professional goal achieved. And yet it hasn't really hit home that I have pulled it off. When I get there... I'm going to make an effort to stop, look up, and remember that I am exactly where I have wished and worked to be. As I get older, I learn and relearn that the next achievement that I think will push me over the edge to happiness and fulfillment only ever ends up getting me to another valley before I hit the next hill. But I'm getting better at accepting that this is how life works, and I'm particularly driven by ever-moving goalposts. It's not my best feature, and I intend to be more mindful of slowing down a little to enjoy the fruits of my efforts, even if I can't change my core being. Thank you so much for keeping the podcast going and for producing even more episodes than before with the bittersweet moments. 
I know I'm not alone in appreciating the time with familiar voices and thoughtful conversations during these hard days. I hope you are both staying well. Thank you, Christy. Congratulations again. I'm super jealous and excited for you. (laughs) We also heard some good news from our listener, Nancy. Here's part of a note she sent to me a few months back. She writes, Hi, ladies. I've been listening to and supporting your show for a while now. And first, let me say how much I love it. It's like a visit with good friends every week. I've enjoyed receiving a couple thank you notes from Katie, and I have been inspired by Tiffany's writing journey. This is my first time talking back. I am an introverted, stay-in-the-background kind of person. I never considered myself an expat until listening to your show. I am a Canadian, living in the U.S., and somehow it didn't seem quite an exotic enough move to label myself an expat, something which I have always aspired to be. But I have definitely had experiences that would only happen living outside your own country. In the last few years, I have finally had the opportunity to visit abroad. Italy, France, England, and Scotland. My biggest creative inspiration came when we were visiting Venice in 2014. I was standing in the Doja's palace, looking up at the portraits of the Doja's, and I thought how many truly wonderful stories must have taken place inside those walls. I could feel a sense of excitement well up inside me as I pondered this thought. When I came home, I devoured as many histories of Venice as I could find, and eventually wrote The Doja's Apprentice, a middle-grade novel set in Venice in 1498. I am currently looking for a home for my novel, but I was thrilled to know that Tiffany is writing historical fiction, too. Maybe we can compare notes someday. Keep doing what you're doing. You're one of my top favorite podcasts. All the best, Nancy. Well, I was thrilled to hear from Nancy again recently, letting us know that she has received an offer for publication. Most likely, she'll be a published author in a year, or maybe two, given the pandemic from now. It's great news. It's great news amidst all this smoke, a project that's about to be out in the world. Thank you, Nancy, and congratulations. So I'm going to leave it there for today, on a day when I was really looking for, really hoping for, really thrilled by some good news. And I'm glad some good news is happening to some of you. And remember, if you've noticed any silver linings to this difficult year, send us a voice memo or an email. Tell us about it. You can write to us at bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at mail.com. We want to share some of your silver linings in the next week or so. So anything pops to mind, get on it, record yourself, write it, send us. We want to hear from you. Bittersweetlife at mail.com. And until next time, this has been your midweek bittersweet moment. I'm Katie Sewell in Smokefield, Seattle. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlifeatmail.com. Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life. Yes.